0: mean you can maybe like record oh yeah jesus yeah that was a tough one jesus christ to Might get have to. the
1: missus home to fucking clean your chair off <laughs> yeah
0: uh amy i don't know I you just clean our bedroom but there's shit everywhere
1: yeah spray bomb the fucking
0: wall uh oh my god Welcome to the Weekly Fantasy Roundup with your hosts, Andrew Skinner and Joel Bryant. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Weekly Fantasy Roundup. I am your host, Andrew Skinner, joined by my highly decorated fantasy sports superstar co-host, Mr. Joel Bryant. How are you, sir?
1: Did you really just say that about me? Highly decorated fantasy
0: superstar? No, I didn't say that. You must be really hung over if you thought I said that. I am very hung over, but I definitely heard you say that. I don't think so. Anyway. So to
1: answer your question, awful. I do not feel good, but yeah. I think the mushrooms are kicking in a bit. There you go. So,
0: there's the that. mushrooms. That's right. As long as you're micro dosing in moderation and I don't have to co-host with a literal corpse, we'll be good to go.
1: Let's see what happens. If you hear the crash, that's me falling
0: over. Yeah. Okay. Sounds, sounds good. <laughs> oh, Joel, have you died? And just like I hear, like the EMTs come in. It's like, uh, should we continue recording or
1: probably make for good podcast material?
0: Yeah, I mean, might get the listenership up at least yeah. on average of one listen per guy in the league. I've heard this week that a handful of guys don't even fucking listen to the podcast, which. So it doesn't surprise me. No, it doesn't surprise me either, to be honest. I mean, who could give up a whole hour a week? Anyway, let's talk about some things that went down in week seven. The most exciting, noteworthy item to bring up is that the Titans pounded the shit out of the Chiefs. 27-3. What do you think of that? Are they dead? Are the Chiefs dead? Something's going on there, you yeah. know.
1: Go ahead. I've never had the balls to say this out loud before, but I, I've always kind of felt Mahomes is a little overrated. Whoa, hot take! Yeah, hot take. I don't like the way he walks.
0: You don't like the Fair. way he walks. You don't like that he sounds like Kermit the Frog. He
1: looks like a, one of those race walkers at the Olympics that is not winning
0: and has shit himself. He's, yeah, has
1: completely like dead last by a mile, but he's still. Do doing his little wiggle when he walks. So we've uh identified that the Chiefs are broken as fuck.
0: Yeah, the Chiefs are broken. I wouldn't go as far as saying they're dead, but they're definitely broken. And being being under 500 after seven weeks is not good. Now, they've got a gravy matchup against the Giants this week, so that should help break the ship, get them back to 500. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know, man. Just having four losses this early in the year doesn't bode well for them.
1: So if you're a guy like Aaron Bishop, are you starting to question that Mahomes Hill stack or are you not phased at all?
0: I think that the Chiefs are more in trouble in real life and not for fantasy. Mm -hmm. Like even last week when the Chiefs put up Fucking three points. Travis Kelsey still had, you know, seven receptions for 65 yards, which is yeah. excellent for a tight end. I still think those guys are going to get their fantasy points. So it might I'm not be not bothered a,
1: either if I'm him. Uh you
0: know, it's gonna be a bigger issue for real life and less of a problem for fantasy. Like they're gonna find a way to score points. It's just a yeah. matter of whether or not their defense can keep them in games. Their defense is fucking putrid, man.
1: And honestly, if their defense keeps having them fall behind, it's only going to be to the benefit of the Mahomes' skill thing.
0: Yep. So maybe it's possible that I just don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, it's possible that you don't have a fucking clue what you're doing. But, again, we're for two former TBLC champs. we got to stop selling ourselves short like that friend. I think okay. it's pretty clear at this point we know what we're doing.
1: Well, I do. I'm still in the guillotine league.
0: Uh, There was a little trade in the NFL this week. Mark Ingram was traded from the Houston Texans back to the New Orleans Saints. I don't know what the return was. I can't imagine it was very much. What do you think are the fantasy implications, if any, for the Texans and the Saints going forward as a result of this trade?
1: Why do the Saints want Ingram?
0: I think that the Saints want Ingram so that Are they just looking at
1: injury depth there?
0: Yeah, I just – Kamara's volume has been super high. Uh, I think that the Saints want Ingram – well, first of all, I don't know if they necessarily specifically wanted Ingram. I think they just want another capable running back to help alleviate the strain on Kamara. His touches have been through the roof over the last couple weeks because it's been established that James Winston isn't very good and Taysom Hill is no more than a gadget quarterback. So I think they wanted to bring a guy in familiar with their offense who can help take some of the strain off Camara. Yeah, so I think that Ingram going to New Orleans in terms of fantasy implications, I think that Alvin Kamara's rest-of-season outlook takes a hit. They're not going to trade for Ingram, you know, just to sell jerseys and put people in the seats. I'm sure some people for nostalgia purposes, will break out their Mark Ingram jerseys, but I think they did this quite literally to help alleviate some of the strain at Camara, as he's quite literally carried the offense for this entire season. As for the Texan side of the ball, do we think that now David Johnson and or Philip Lindsay become fantasy relevant?
1: Hope so, because I just picked up Lindsay about nine seconds ago. <laughs>
0: I think Spencer was bang on when he quickly grabbed David Johnson. David Johnson is probably the guy. Yeah, I think so too. David Johnson has been the clear passing down back Mm -hmm. Houston. And as we've well established by now, Houston is never ever going to be playing with lead. So even if Philip Lindsay becomes the first down back and second down back, I don't think that provides much value at all. In Houston,
1: Lindsey has been limited to just 97 yards on 38 carries. To yeah, date. That's
0: awful. If I play man,
1: fucking if you, bad.
0: If you gave me 38 carries, I'll come up with 100 yards. Me, I mean, fuck's no, sake. No, hey, yeah, I will. No, you, you don't will. think I can find a hole one time? No. Just tuck that thing and fucking go for nope. like eight or. Okay. No, nope, I don't. I would just get tackle for loss every time. 30 I think it's
1: it's totally moot cuz you'd be dead after the 11th touch.
0: 11 carries for negative 18 yards and a death. Yeah, one death. One death. How many negative fantasy points would you get for dying on the field? RIP. Yep. Yeah, RIP indeed. Anyway, uh yeah, so an interesting trade, to say the least. Saints haven't been overly competitive. Yeah, they're Five and two? Are they five and two, or maybe they've had their bye? So they're four and two now, but it's an ugly four and two. They're one of the lowest scoring teams in the league. It's just yeah. not pretty to watch, you know. So watching this is, their
1: uh, run defense is something special, though.
0: Yeah, do they have a, their, like a their run defense? Is fucking good. Like on par with say the Buccaneers run D.
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, Seahawks couldn't do a fucking thing against them on the ground the other night.
0: It's interesting. Now, that could be attributed to the fact that Chris Carson's out and it's Alex Collins running the show. Alex Collins does had a 100-yard game, so he can run. Yeah, but I, I think the issue is there, man, is that without Russell Wilson, that offense yeah. is just going to be fucking anemic. Like, yeah, DK Metcalf had a big game the other day, but it was because he had one reception for 84 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. So, Geno Smith is – Gino Smith so bad he makes fucking Ben Roethlisberger look good. Whoa! And we know that's how you, we know how you feel about Ben Roethlisberger. So
1: yeah, he looks like he should be in a wheelchair. He probably is in a wheelchair outside of games. Yeah, they just wheel him in. Yeah, he's like, he's like the Scott Wyland of quarterbacks.
0: Wow, Scott Wyland, that's a fucking deep cut, man. I had a chance to see Stone Temple Pilots in. uh in Thunder Bay years and years ago, my buddy Dave lives there. And he said, Skinner, he said, uh, I'll pay for your flight up if you can get yourself home. And he said, I'll take your tickets too. But I was like, I was broke as fuck at the time. And even one way to Thunder Bay was like 800 bucks. I just could not do it. And then he died like probably two years later. I was like, fuck, man. Did
1: you ever read the Rolling Stone article on him? I no. It was his, his wife or ex-wife or something like that. I put some no, commentary it, in there. No, I didn't. She basically said that that guy was dead in the brain for like a decade. All he could do was sit. And they basically just pointed him to the stage and told him to do his thing. But outside, off the stage, he was a total vegetable.
0: Dave said, at the time, I regretted not going. And even now, I still regret not going. But Dave mm-hmm. said that was quite literally the corpse of Scott Weiland. He said it was one of the worst concerts he's ever seen. So even I the one it. thing he could do, he couldn't do very well. Anymore, no.
1: He was just drugs fucking ruined that guy.
0: Yep, it's crazy. This kind of spins off from the Ingram trade. Justin, God love him, football team, defending champ, in a absolute desperation play, absolute desperation play, saw that Ingram had been traded, and he said, nice, I need help at running back. I'm going to go add D. Johnson from the Houston Texans. Except he picked up Duke Johnson, who is currently a free agent, and failed to recognize that Spencer had picked up David Johnson just a couple hours before. <laughs> I saw the notification and said, oh, wow, Justin has dropped Sony Michelle for D. Johnson. Sob's Duke Johnson. I said, oh, my fucking God. How do you n- – I mean, yeah, sure. Two D Johnsons on the same team. But come on, man. How do you uh, how, are, how are
1: they even letting Duke Johnson be a rosterable player?
0: Right. Well, technically, I just checked him out not long ago. It looks like he's actually signed to someone's practice squad.
1: Just going to see if I can add uh, Ladini and Tomlinson real quicker. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ladanian Tomlinson, yes, let's see how many obscure players. Oh, fuck, I put
1: Tomlinson in, and Eric Tomlinson, a tight end with the Baltimore Ravens, came up. I wasn't expecting that, but no, no Ladanian.
0: Oh, Tim Tebow's there, nice. Tim Tebow, Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick's there too. Yes, that's incredible. <laughs> It's oh. a
1: good thing that there's no uh, Joe Kaepernick, who's really good footballer.
0: <laughs> Justin,
1: <laughs> fuck that up,
0: dude. Chris, Chris Kaepernick, <laughs> Chris Kaepernick, wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Okay, oh, I got Adam.
1: I'm gonna add Kaepernick. I need a wide receiver.
0: Oh my god, that'd be fucking incredible. <laughs> How could someone who has played fantasy football for that long, who is the defending champ, do such a boneheaded thing like that. All right, let's move on now and talk about the week that was in TBLC. (laughs) There was a lot of movement last week, a lot of dramatic wins around the league, a lot of interesting scores and interesting lineup decisions. Week seven was considered to be bi-pocalypse week around the NFL with several key fantasy players on by from teams like the Steelers, the Bills, the Chargers, the Jags, the Vikings, Cowboys, huge, huge week for buys. And as a result, a lot of teams had to make some interesting lineup decisions, none more interesting than the man himself, random.org, Shogun Master. Shogun Master played football team, Lost by a score of 123 to 105. The margin of victory was only 18 points. He didn't Ch- make
1: any decisions.
0: No, he didn't. Shogun Master started. No tight end, no kicker, and an inactive running back. Just made no effort whatsoever to adjust his lineup. Very strange indeed. Somebody who's a veteran like Spencer. In fantasy football, I understood his stance. He had a lot of key guys on by Eckler, Dalton Schultz, Deontay Johnson, but he also had some not so key guys on by Marvin Jones, Dawson Knox, even Kadarius mm-hmm. Tony. He had him out injured. He certainly could have made a case for dropping those guys, Set in lineup. Heck, he could have fucking dropped Patterson, who didn't even get a touch.
1: Could have, could have made
0: a dri- trade, could have made a trade, could have done anything, you know. He said he quite literally mailed it his week and let Justin escape with the win somehow. justice team should be dead in the water, two and five. Said he's miraculously three and four broke his fucking four game losing streak. Justice 123 was good enough to beat, uh, let's see, four verticals and Shogun Master. And his, Clyde team is
1: his team is reeling, he can't let matchups like that escape you. Like if you get a team you can get a win against, you got to go for
0: it. Well, if there's one thing I learned recently, it's that we can literally say anything we want of a football team on this podcast, because he hasn't been bothered to listen at all this season. So any advice or anything we say about his team, we don't need to worry about him holding that against us because he is not a listener of the podcast. Shame on you, Mr. Kennedy, Mr. Defending Champ. How dare you? not take an hour out of your fucking precious time a week to listen to the show, especially when you're the defending champ. Why isn't he making a trade? I don't fucking know, man. I asked him about this last night, and he just said, I'm screwed. My team's screwed. Well, make a fucking effort, man. Yeah,
1: you got Montgomery and McCaffrey sitting on your bench injured. Like, somebody's going to want to pay something for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, McCaffrey's getting closer and closer to a return, but Justice team is getting closer and closer to the bottom of the standings as well. Like,
1: you may not get full value trading McCaffrey now. I can understand that, and as such, you maybe want to hold on to him, but look at his fucking team, man. Like, trade McCaffrey for some pieces.
0: Do something. Well, at just- this week, it's
1: got Sony Michelle, Aguilar, Slayton,
0: It's awful. It's an awful fucking Williams
1: in Chicago. He fucking flexed. Is it Daryl Williams?
0: Damien Williams. I mean Damian Damian, Williams. Damien Williams has been usurped by Khalil Herbert. You know, we're not fantasy fucking gurus or anything, but we made like some friendly, you know, suggestions as to what he can maybe do, but he doesn't fucking listen to the podcast.
1: Well, I would expect him to not need advice. Like he just won last year.
0: Yeah, he won last year with a five and eight record. Fell into the playoffs by accident, and then LOL his way to the championship. True. So, anyway. One less
1: team I got to worry about. These yeah. guys can both keep cratering themselves. That's fine with me.
0: There's, uh, there's not a whole lot to point out in this match. Only 120 or 228 combined points. That's fucking ugly. The only so, thing
1: to point out in this match is bad decisions. Yep.
0: Brady That's had it. a good game for Justin. Hertz had a good game for Spence. Uh, Terry McLaurin had a big game for Spence too. Mm -hmm. Other than that, just gross. So with the very fortunate win, Justin broke a four-game losing streak to improve to three and four. And with the loss, Spencer broke a little winning streak of his own and also fell to three and four. Speaking of LOL matchups, I somehow beat Ryan's team by score 132 to 87. Wow. Ryan was very quick early in the week to suggest that if I didn't beat him this week, that I should quit fantasy football, blah, 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 as if my team, you know, as if I was starting the best version of my team, which I clearly was not. But I think Ryan was just preemptively saying, if you beat me, you can't talk shit, blah, blah, blah. I understood his stance to a degree with guys like Prescott, Ceedee Lamb, and a bye, but I don't think I matched him to the point where it was a cakewalk of a victory. You
1: can't say the man was wrong, but did he did he know when he made the statement that you had a week where you put up seventy four points?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I'm sure he was well aware of that that was. A while he, would ago.
1: Have, he would have taken you for a walk if you had that week. This week.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't because I have a pretty good team. Yeah,
1: 132 points worth of pretty good team, mate. Eh?
0: Well, again, I had, uh, let's see, regulars in the lineup uh, Stefan Diggs, Mike Williams, Justin Herbert. Are those guys good? Have you heard of those guys? Um, No. Okay. How about George Same. Kittle and Chris Carson? Have you heard of those guys? No. Okay. Well, maybe you need to, to watch some more football. Those five guys are pretty fantasy relevant, and all of them were either on bye or injured for me last week. So, the
1: only thing Kittle's relevant for these days is sitting on the IR. Same with Carson, they're fucking hurt every year. Like, why would you even go there?
0: Kittle will be back by week nine, yeah, and then it'll be
1: hurt again by week 11.
0: Eh, maybe, whatever. You know, who's not hurt. Damian Harris, fantasy relevant. Damian Harris back to back weeks with over 100 rushing yards. Yee-hoo! So much for getting Bella checked. <laughs> How about that one? It's coming.
1: Who, who? You're, you're just buttering it up. Basking in it right now. I don't think so. You're about to set yourself up to get skinnered.
0: Nope. Not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Besides, I've already got Tyler Lockett getting skinnered. He's being skinnered right to my bench this week. Turns Brandon out- Cooks
1: with a monster week.
0: Man, Brandon Cooks, look at that stat line. Five receptions for 21 yards. And get this, one of those receptions were for 18 yards. So the other four receptions were for three yards. (laughs) Davis Mills, holy shit. I am waiting with bated breath to see if uh, Tyrod Taylor returns that lineup this week because Davis Mills is not very good. Yeah, but Not then Cooks
1: will s- actually have to run again, and then he'll blow a knee up.
0: Well, that's fine.
1: Pick your poison.
0: My team's healthy. I don't. Uh, I don't need Brandon Cooks. How about that?
1: Oh,
0: okay. You know who else is good? Eli Mitchell. Anyway, uh, my 132 points highlighted by let's see, Damian Harris, 25.3. Thank you very much. Ricky Seals-Jones continuing new football things, 11.1, not bad. And Elijah Mitchell, 16.7. Pretty balanced week, like no huge scores. Damon Harrison, 25, is obviously really nice. My receivers all took the week off, but it was to yeah. be expected.
1: Balanced week. You fucking got killed, that receiver.
0: I mean, Ryan got 20 points out of three receivers. So. Which is
1: still better than 16. <sighs> Ryan got 15 out of one guy near all
0: three receivers combined for 16 points. That was good. That's fine by me. It's still a win. Still a win. You got 20 points at a Sam Darnold. Or 20 points, two points at Sam Darnold. Yeah. Two fucking points. Yikes. Yes. Sam Darnold might be a bum. It's hard to say. he said three pretty good games and three games where he couldn't cut it in CFL. How did
1: uh, Aaron Jones not run all over that Washington defense? That's
0: a great question. They were in a positive game script for the majority of that game, so I can't answer that. And also certainly- in the
1: how how did it happen category, how did Daryl Henderson not destroy the Detroit Lions? It was Listen, good man, for
0: nine points. You're preaching to the fucking choir. He had 15 carries, 45 yards. How the fuck? 15 carries against the Lions should have been for about 170 yards.
1: I can tell you why his week busted. It's because I smashed him into my DFS lineups. Every single one of them. He was the first player that went in, and I built salaries to suit Daryl Henderson. So <laughs> at that point, he it. was not going to do anything.
0: Nice. Well, Sorry, tell Ryan. you what, we go over week eight matchups. Can we pick out somebody on Justice Team that you can kindly smash into your DFS lineups?
1: I don't think you need me to. He's picking up
0: Duke Johnson. <laughs> that's right Uh, smash Duke Johnson in your lineup said God anyway with the convincing 45 point margin of victory I improved to 4 and 3 while Ryan fell to 3 and 4 moving on no soup for you defeated the Labrador Colts by a score of 139 to 129 The closest match of the week with the win. No soup for you. Took over sole possession of first place at 5 and 2. While Sean fell to dead last place all by himself at 2 and 5. Tail two teams here. Aaron Bishops, 139. Highlighted by Cordero Patterson, 14.1. Still doing football things somehow. Khalil mm-hmm. Herbert, who? 18.3. Tyreek. 12.7, not bad. Zach Gertz, well, you throw in everything I said about him in his first game in Arizona. He was an immediate focal point of that yeah. offense. 16 points. Devontae Booker, what did I tell you about fucking Devontae Booker? He was going to be good for between 11 and 14 points every week. And that is exactly where he is. Nice, safe play until Barkley comes back. I'm really sad I didn't get him. It's terrible. Yeah, and the Bucks D, Jesus Christ, Bucks D, yeah, good. Yeah, really fucking good. Wow. Also, man.
1: the Chicago Bears are really fucking bad.
0: Yeah. Uh, get he, Justin
1: Fields out of there, man! That guy's ruining my fucking life. I hate him. Yeah. Like Brock Osweiler, he's so overrated. I never thought I'd say this in my life, but get Andy Dalton back in there.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> Phrases you never thought you'd utter in your life. Get Andy Dalton back in there. Jesus Christ! Wow. Jesus,
1: can you? If you can find somebody walking down the street that can play quarterback at this point. Yep. He's not good
0: at all. Colin Kaepernick watching football from home. Like, what the fuck, man?
1: Yeah. You got Uh, a guy with fucking six turnovers in your lineup, and I'm eating chips and watching red
0: zone. You bet. That's right. Uh, every week, we've highlighted the Mahomes-Hill stack. This was its least productive week yet, combining for under 19 points. Yikes.
1: Patrick Mahomes, 6.74 points.
0: Patrick Mahomes had under 250 passing yards in a game for the first time in his career. Mm-hmm. That's incredible.
1: And against a Tennessee defense that everybody has just been walking over through the air.
0: The Tennessee defense made fucking Zach Wilson look good. That's it. Yeah, That's all did. you need to know. If they made Zach Wilson look good, they should have made Patrick Mahomes look like a fucking golden god. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes should have been Zeus out there. Sean have could been, have won
1: this matchup. That's too bad.
0: Too bad uh, Alex Collins was a very good. Whoops. Yeah, now, I'm
1: wondering if Sean is cursing that, that trade yet.
0: I think he was cursing that trade the second he hit the send offer button.
1: 5.4 out of Alex Collins with Carson back on the sitting out there in the, in the shadows. Carson will not be back there.
0: very soon. So, anyway. so
1: Sean runs into his freight train, Bishop, yeah. and somehow catches the Chiefs on their worst week ever. With Still Mahomes. loses. So loses by 10 points, but he gets a combined 4.2 out of both running
0: backs. A.J. Dillon got him negative 1.2 points. A.J. Dillon had five touches and lost two fumbles on five touches.
1: And then he's got uh, Robbie Anderson, 14 receiving yards.
0: We've talked about Robbie Anderson, man. That guy is fucking dead. Put a fork in him and turf
1: him to waivers. He just needed one of those guys to show up this week or, or a player that actually would have shown
0: up in those positions that he probably would have won. Yep, it's a some big games, man. Chris Carson, 25. Lazard, what a start. Lazard was 17 points. Kelsey was serviceable, 13 and a half. Devontae Freeman, fuck. Who would have saw that coming? 12.9. Even the 49ers, he had a decent game. The win was definitely there, and they just couldn't capitalize, unfortunately. just for some- Sean, man.
1: Good on him for continuing to make moves and try to get this sorted out, because if I was him at this point, I'd be like, fuck this shit. See
0: you next year. Yeah, Sean's been pretty active despite his football's been cruel saying. to him. Yeah, certainly has fantasy football anyway. He's a Colts fan, so at least you got to see his team win a title, which is more than me and you will ever say. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh okay, let's move on to the next matchup, which was you, friend. Guy with the skinner me. tattoo. Defeats Gary Nolan. Colts. <laughs> <laughs> take that, Nolan. I scored 150 to 131. You, uh, I predicted that you would cover the 116 point spread, and you did that. Great job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was certain, yeah. though, I was certain at some point that you had Dalvin Cook in your flex, but I see that you flexed Jacoby Myers instead. What happened? Nolan I, sent
1: me a message about that. He's like, What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and uh, I. Forget how it went, but he was basically like, what are you doing? You fucking idiot. Except he didn't say that. Sorry, I just really gapped out there. Fucking yep. mushrooms. Yep. Bring it That's back. Right. Bring it back. Bring it back.
0: I figured you gapped out when you set your lineup by uh, starting Al Robinson. Have we not been over this?
1: Fuck's sakes. It was him or rugs. I like the matchup.
0: I thought you liked rugs.
1: I do like rugs, but I figured – I I saw a kind of breakout week for Robinson. I couldn't have been more wrong, but my theory was the Bears would go down early and they would just start slinging the ball. But the guy slinging the ball is a fucking plug.
0: They went down early, right? It was like 38. I mean, the final score was 38 to 3. I think it was something crazy like 28 nothing at the half, man. That game was over yeah. immediately. Brady was in that game in the third quarter.
1: I thought there was some garbage time potential there. Yeah, Just nothing. Nothing happening in Chicago other than that Khalil Herbert guy.
0: Well, in Outside group, of
1: him, they're not even rosterable anymore. I should have checked Allen Robinson weeks ago.
0: Uh, let's Cooper, see. Cooper Cup tried his damnedest to fucking dunk on me. I was hoping we would not mention that name. Real yeah. nice to see. Cooper Cup.
1: $16 Cooper Cup. 156 yards, two touchdowns. That ain't bad.
0: Oh, God. It's so painful, man. It's so painful. So painful.
1: Fuck. My, Michael Carter's doing some stuff. I mean, Nolan rosters two New York Jets.
0: Can we talk about that? You know, he's not doing some stuff. Michael Davis. Did I call that or what? Holy shit. Four carries for 10 yards. He is dead. Congrats again. I still again.
1: think there's some stuff there.
0: You're sick in the fucking head. I'd say Alan Robinson is more relevant than he is going forward. They're both dead.
1: Maybe I should offer Nolan Allen Robinson for Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Just, just so we can have a laugh about how badly that's going.
0: Mike Davis had four carries for 10 yards. That's awful.
1: But again, like Davis was drafted sixth, seventh round to be you know your 10-point your ceiling guy that you can whack in on bye weeks.
0: Now he's a 10-yard ceiling guy. <laughs> Forget 10-point ceiling. How about a 10-yard ceiling? Holy fuck. 10 yards? Are you kidding me? 10 yards.
1: Also, there's this guy named Cordero Patterson that you're going to play with. We're going
0: to use fucking Go-Go Gadget Cordero Patterson Yeah. instead. Anyway... Uh... Gary had some big scores, man. He had a combined fucking 70 points at a Stafford and Cup. What a nice stack that is.
1: I did get him on the,
0: the Zeke bye week as well. Yep. Zeke and the Bills D and the Browns uh-huh. D did nothing in their absence. So Gary scored pretty good. 131, but a beat a lot of teams last week, actually. But unfortunately, not your team. So it's just it what beat you want. Nope. So you managed to claw your way back from the dead, friend. Three wins in a row to improve to four and three. I oh, wasn't worried. Gary Nolan had his winning streak snapped and fell to four and three. Let's move on to the Roundhousers versus Clyde Evers the Spear. Roundhousers won handily by forty nine points, by a score of one sixty five. 116 Our
1: team is just um, He's another guy that Should be making a move Like weeks ago
0: Yeah, we had a couple big guys in by last week Plus he had Yeah, but he put
1: up 116 points Keenan Allen and Adam Thielen Back in his lineup Like Allen's been suffering too
0: How about the Ramondre Stevenson flex? How about that? Didn't go very well now I'm surprised. That's a, that's a donut. I thought Ramondre Stevenson would have Belichick uh, Damian Harris out of that role by now. Hmm, weird. Weird. Stay tuned. How about Steve Power starting Van Jefferson? Van Jefferson's been the ultimate dart throw. Somehow that's, that's finds a him dunk. on one of his, Right. Somehow finds him on one of his plus weeks. Power's team is another reason why I will never be reaching for tight end. Mike Jasicki, you could have fucking got in, like, the 12th round, and he's, like, tight end five or six on the season. Just Mm -hmm. exploding.
1: I'm calling it now. Steve Power is this league's taco.
0: Wow. You sure that – He just packed it in. sure that Spencer's not this league's taco? No, because
1: Spencer's actually making moves, and, you know, you see trade offers from him. Well, he didn't make moves this week. I did send power an offer. I think the next day it was rejected. 38 hours later.
0: Davin pulled his uh, best Sean McClain impression last week by stashing Darren Waller in his tight end slot on his bye week. (laughs) Or not his bye week, when he was injured. I guess he maybe didn't get the notification that Waller was going to be out. Who knows? That was an afternoon game too,
1: right? Yeah, it was, Yeah. So that came late, and there's probably fuck all to replace him with. And he decided to just eat it.
0: Well, he probably could have dropped James and Crowder and picked up Foster Moreau, who actually right. had a fantasy relevant game.
1: He did. That's so. that's a good point. There's a lot of fucking amateur hour shit happening in this league this year.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I've shit on gary's league pretty hard for some of the stuff going on there but we're seeing it here too not gonna lie to you tblc Mm -hmm. is definitely my love child but uh we're seeing some things i'm all gonna up
1: their games or don't i'll take the money
0: yeah i guess so but i i would rather man i'd rather 12 guys who fucking check their team 50 times a day like me yeah So I, now it's not quite as bad, like in Gary's league, no offense, Gary, I love you, but there's like four guys quite literally, completely and utterly checked out. I wrote in our group chat the other day, I canceled three, three trade offers that sat for five days without a response. Five days. Yeah. Fuck that league. Like that's quite literally, you're not even looking at your fucking team at that point. I love Gary goes all out on that league, man. He does the the ENPR, as you know, and he fucking goes all out on them. They're great, but he's putting hours and hours. He dedicates his Saturday night every week to writing that in a league where a third of the guys are fucking checked out, man,
1: you know? Yeah, that's brutal.
0: They're replacing – he's replacing – he's having to replace two and three managers every year, man. It's like Christ almighty. We're playing with a whole fucking – different field every year
1: Um, last year i would have said he should uh, steal a manager or two from this league but there's a there's a few guys here that are just doing the bare minimum too
0: yeah i i tend to agree with you i have busy days too but at the end of the day like you sign up man and it's a league this isn't some fucking burner league that's just getting off the ground we're we're in year 11 your league got a fucking podcast like find me another league It's got a fucking weekly podcast. You don't have one, you know, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. All right, let's move on to the final matchup. Cove Cowboys were the high-scoring team of the week. What a shock. He defeated Team Dinner by school 185 to 133. Cam's high score of the week, highlighted by, uh, what, this whole fucking team? Kyler, 27, Swift, 28. Ja'mar Chase 34.1 points, 201 yards and a touchdown against fucking Baltimore man. What? Yeah, it's not the bad. The fuck. I I don't know, man. I don't know. We've talked about this already on the show. Ja'mar Chase is this year's Justin Jefferson and then some holy yep. fuck. And Cam also rolled with um to Ernest Johnson, who also had him 25 points. Shout out to Cam for having the wherewithal to start your Thursday night player. your flex. Way to go, brother. Minimum line of flexibility is how you roll, baby. Fuck amateur hour over here. God, I mean, I mean, you talked about that before. Look, this should be about as basic, okay? This is, okay, you guys are all welcome. This is Fantasy Football 101 Basic public service announcement okay do not start your thursday night players in your flex i don't care how unsexy it might be to start dearness johnson in your running back slot over deandre swift but dearness johnson plays on thursday and that flex is a running back wide receiver or tight end flex if you have a guy on friday who picks up an injury tag or a guy on saturday who gets COVID and you've already used your flex, you are handcuffing your ability to sub in for that player.
1: Or if you went into Sunday with Antonio Gibson, it was basically a game-time
0: call. Right? But, oh, I I, I I can't start Dearness Johnson in my running back slot. That would be very pretty for my team. Yeah, well, it'd be practical for your team. So do not start Thursday night players in your flex, everyone listening, you're fucking welcome. There's no extra points or bonus points for using your flex early, so save your flex and move your Thursday players to their designated player slots. You're welcome.
1: I'm checking anyway. all my lineups right now to see what Thursday players I can whack in
0: my flex. Yeah, throw the them in your flex. Them. I don't give a fuck. It just seems like common sense to me, you know, but What the fuck do I know, man? But anyway, (laughs) I'm sure Cam will be like, oh, fuck you, look at me, I'm 4'3", in your face, blah, blah, whatever. But anyway, I understand that Cam's team is superior to mine. I get all that quite clearly. But starting a Thursday player in your flex is about as amateur as it gets. So just saying. Anyway, now that I've got that fantasy football PSA out of the way, let's go back to this matchup. Cam, huge score, 185. Team Dinner, 132. Not so huge, but not bad enough. With the right matchup this week, Team Dinner would have beat a handful of teams in the league. So can't really fault himself for that. 132 points was actually pretty good considering it was by apocalypse. I mean, I would say the average amount of points this week was probably around 130. Team Dinner just happened to run into that Cove Cowboys up Michael Pittman certainly turned into the real deal, hey? As
1: long as uh, T.Y. Hilton isn't around, apparently.
0: Yeah, what did he do in that game The Hilton came back? Anything? He had like five points. But For the most part, Michael Pittman has been very good. 20.5 points certainly backs up that claim.
1: Three receptions for 35 yards. They've got him at 5.8, so there must have been some kind of or negative something in there.
0: That's right. Uh, Kyle Pitts, seven receptions, 163 yards. Debo Samuel somehow has not been hurt yet, although he is rocking a questionable tag. It was just a tough week for Adam. Adam had Allen Robinson on a bye and Chubb out with injury. You put now, those, now
1: he's basically clear of his major buys.
0: Yeah, we said that last week that he had two bad bye weeks in a row, week six and week seven. So I think he's got one buy to eat with Chubb. Other than that, it's just basically depth guys on buy going forward for him, which is huge. Team dinner has got nothing to hang his head about being three and four after his two toughest weeks. I
1: wish Gibson's leg would just fully break, just be done with it.
0: Doesn't he have a stress fracture in his shin or something? Yeah. I thought he was 100% out last week.
1: You think Washington gets to a point where they just shut him down?
0: Uh, maybe they're losing a lot of games, but Playing they are getting nothing,
1: and you're, you're risking your best young offensive player.
0: They're getting Ryan Fitzpatrick back soon. Maybe things turn around, and they start pulling out some wins. Maybe, uh, with the win, Cove Cowboys improved to four and three. And Team Dinner lost the second game in a row to fall to three and four. Standings after week seven are as such. As mentioned, no soup for you, alone at first, five and two. Then we have Cove Cowboys, Coe Stanza, Guy with the Skinner Tattoo, Clyde edwards spare. Turd Ferguson, all tied at four and three. Then we have Team Dinner, the Roundhousers, Shogun Master, Football team and four verticals all tied at three and four. And finally, we have the Labrador Colts, hauling ass at two and five in last place. Let's move on to week eight, quickly make some predictions. Let's see, four verticals, no soup for you. Uh, Early projections say no soup for you is in line for the win. Who do you like?
1: Hasn't even loaded on my screen yet, but I like Bishop.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you. You should like Bishop a lot. because he's a fucking
1: powerhouse.
0: Four verticals has their kicker, Justin Tucker, on a bye, and we all know how much Bishop loves kickers, so he must be foaming at the mouth.
1: He's probably just licking his chops, I guess. Eh?
0: Yeah, I'd say. And also, Ryan's starting the Saints defense against Tampa Bay. This seems like a losing proposition. He does have Dak and... CDE back in a plus matchup, plus he has Daryl Henderson in the super plus matchup against Houston. He can check
1: half at Jacksonville if Gino can throw
0: the ball. Well, he can't, but if he does, it's going to be DK. We've proven that so far. Aaron Jones could have a big game against Arizona tonight with um, Devontae and Lazard out with COVID. Ryan's got some plus matchups here, but Bishop's team is 5 2 for reason. Bishop's got no major buys this week, so I'm with you. I like Bishop. Moving on, uh, guy the Skinner tattoo versus Shogun Master, projected to be a close matchup. Wonder if Spencer will bother to set his lineup this week. Well, it's me, so we probably will. Yeah, let's hope so. Looks like he's rolling David Johnson with full confidence. Look at that, Jesus! I mean, he picked him up, sure. But starting him, first week against L.A., I'd be inclined to bench him and see what the usage looks like without Mark Ingram, but that's just me. I see you're rolling uh, Teddy Bridgewater this week. Interesting choice to sub in for Lamar on a
1: Yeah, it was his, him or Cousins, I think, and I didn't get Cousins.
0: No other options so out there? Bridgewater's been, he's been there tough. There was nothing that really was super appealing to me.
1: He's got a good matchup.
0: A Bridgewater Fant stack could be good for you this week. I uh, I don't know. Titans defense at Indy. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with you. I'm not picking Spencer.
1: I'm gonna go with me too.
0: Okay, that was easy. All right, so two picks for no suit for you. Two picks for you. Gob Skinner tattoo. Let's move on to Labrador Colts versus Clyde edwards despair Early predictions have Labrador Colts as a three-point favorite. Who do we like here? Do we like Sean to start his climb out of the base break the four-game losing streak?
1: Yeah, I'm going to take Sean to get off the schneid this week.
0: Yeah, this is a battle of two teams headed in the wrong direction. No major buys here. So This is basically the best version of each team. Sean's got Wilson on IR. Power has Edwards-Lair on IR. I think Power gets Gronkowski back this week. Sean is still
1: missing Berkeley.
0: Sean is still missing Berkeley and apparently still starting A.J. Dillon. You think after the guy got you negative 1.2 that he'd find a way on your bench this week? Call me crazy.
1: Yeah. I think I'd even go back to single carry. He's playing Uh, Miami.
0: I would fucking start Johnny Darthrow at a running back over AJ Dillon. If you get me fucking negative 1.2 fantasy points, not only are you not starting for me, you're going on my DOA list.
1: He can start Devontae Freeman on a buy and get more points.
0: Yes. Yes, he can. Sean. if you're listening, put Devontae Freeman on a buy in over AJ Dillon. It will prove to be more prosperous. Uh so you like Sean? I I don't know, man. Power's got some nice matchups here. Some nice matchups. I'm gonna have to go with Steve Power. I think our buddy Sean continues his losing ways, cements himself in that basement. Moving on to co Cowboys versus Co. Stanza. Cam is a big 16 point favorite early on. Who do you like? Just Cam. Yeah, why?
1: Because his team is good. No one's going to be without Andrews, without Antonio Brown more than likely.
0: Oh, not more than likely, without a doubt. Antonio Brown was on the sidelines with crutches earlier this week. So he really? I is... thought he was still dealing with COVID shit. No. Antonio Brown was dealing with some sort of lower body injury, and he will not okay. be playing this week. Says downfall, but that is one hundred percent out. Not going to happen.
1: Dealing with a sprain near his heel. Didn't even you know go. that was a thing. Yep. Wow, that trade just keeps getting better and better for me and Nolan.
0: Yeah. Jeez. Wow, <laughs> oh, yep. Again, uh, you should be given a fucking award for trading Mike Davis. I took
1: Alan Robinson.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. Mike Davis and Alan Robinson both lie on waivers at this point. Gary's still starting to somehow, some way. I guess it's a revenge game for Davis. Question mark? Against Carolina. I don't know. Suppose. I don't know. That's a tough looking lineup for Gary. Michael Carter. Christ. Cam's gonna put a leash on him and take him for a walk. Cam's Cam's still rolling those uh both those Cincinnati receivers for confidence. Somebody got to somebody gotta make that man a trade. That's just tough to look at. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go ahead and pick Cove Cowboys for the win here. Yep. I'm not going to continue to beat the drum on his Team so good. I'm just going to quietly pick his team to win, and that's it. Okay. Roundhouses versus Team Dinner. Uh, team Dinner currently looking like a 24-point favorite. Yeah, I Ooh, like Dinner. Yeah, it's a bad week for Davin. This is one of his bad bye weeks. Waller, Jacobs, Hollywood Brown. It's a lot of holes to fill. He's got fucking Khalif Raymond, for Christ's sake. Yeah, and dinner's
1: basically done with
0: bye weeks now, so. Yeah, and this is Kamara against Tampa Bay, who's already proven to be very strong run D. And now with the addition of Ingram, Sean Payton has already come out and said that Ingram will be playing and involved this week. So I think Kamara's production takes a hit. And for that reason – I'm going to go with team dinner as well. We're unanimous in pick a team dinner. Finally, myself, is football team, currently projected as a seven-point favorite. I'd like me to win by about 50. I think Justin's team is a bag of dicks.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give you a win here too.
0: I appreciate that. Damian Williams, I mean, Damian Williams has been usurped by Khalil Herbert. That's going to be nothing.
1: Is Justin um, starting Duke Johnson or no?
0: I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he starts Duke Johnson. Who knows? Tough to tell. Maybe this mm. is the week his team goes off. I fucking hope not. I, uh, yeah, I like my team this week. This is minus those injuries to Kittle and Carson. This is basically the best version of my team. Taking a dart throw on Randall Cobb tonight, but I think that's going to bear some fruit as both and and Devontae are out, so I'd like my team to win as well.
1: Tyler Lockett's finding the bench where he
0: belongs. He's not bad enough to be dropped, and we've established that it's it's nothing to do with Tyler Lockett himself, everything to do with the Russell Wilson injury. The second that Wilson comes back, I'll be smashing Lockett back into my lineup. But until then, I just cannot trust him. I don't care if it's against Jacksonville or not. I just can't. I can't afford to uh, have a two spot out of one of my wide receivers. So, Tyler, lock it on my bench for the foreseeable future.
1: I think you can afford a two spot this week.
0: Yeah, I probably could. But even in a plus matchup against Jacksonville, I still think his floor is too low. So, no thanks. I'll gamble on Randall Cobb. Okay, let's move on now to the Guillotine League, Decapitation Nation. We saw Aaron go down this week with a paltry score of 68.58 points. Unbelievable when you think about it. That's actually the lowest score ever since this league came to fruition last year. The lowest score of an eliminated team ever. Unbelievable. Even Steve Power that first week last season when nobody knew what they were doing. Steve Power put up more than 68 points when he went down.
1: I would have had Aaron on my short list as uh one of the teams to win this thing.
0: Yeah, I thought he had a pretty good team as well. Couple of holes, but I definitely didn't see this coming. But such is this league, man. You go from one of the yep. top scoring teams to out the door in a flash. So tough to see for sure. Uh, let's go quickly have a look at what Aaron's low score was comprised of. Ian Lamar, 25 points, which is pretty respectable. But then he had Tyler Lockett, who we just talked about. Tyler Lockett had a paltry 3.2. Brandon Cook, 7.1. Daryl Henderson, 9.4. Miles Sanders, 3.7. Alex Collins, 5.4. Jesus Christ. My God. Forget no touchdowns, man. He's got nobody in double digits. Not a single person double digits except his quarterback. Jesus fucking Christ. What an awful, awful, awful awful score. What do you say? Like his team just didn't show up? His entire team imploded. But this is – you know, he's not rocking a stack here per se, but maybe too many eggs in one basket. Lemur and the Baltimore D and their kicker. Yeah. If they had a bad game, which they did, you're sunk, and he was sunk. You know, that's a fair point. Stuff I would for be... my side
1: of the equation, I don't mind seeing the close to hundred waiver dollars leaving the league.
0: It was a big elimination for the league as a whole, as Aaron was one of the top teams with waiver budget remaining. Yep. He had 94 bucks and could have really did some damage down the stretch. None of that matters now. He manages budget well, but ultimately fell victim.
1: The guillotine league is now Skinner free. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah. The guillotine league is Skinner free. Well, it's been free of this Skinner. Jesus, has it been a month? It's been a fucking month. three weeks. Well, Four we weeks? just finished week seven. And I went down. Yeah, okay. I went down in week four. Yeah, Whatever. The Guillotine League is indeed Skinner free. How about our boy Sean McClain? I know he hasn't done very well in TBLC. Sean McClain has made some bold fucking moves in the Guillotine League. And look out for him now. Look out now. You fucking got it. He's got Zeke and Dalvin. Their buys are done. He's got two of them locked and loaded rest of season. Wow. Then yep. you've got a very productive Michael Pittman Jr., a safety blanket in Aaron Rodgers. Jalen Waddle's kind of boomer bust, but that's okay. Tanyan's basically trash, but probably a good play this week. Connor getting all the goal line work. Not sure why he's starting him in his flex on Thursday night. Holy fuck. Especially in this league. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Look, just like that, I got fucking AIDS. Look, I just got AIDS. Up this <laughs> how, again, ha, I, see, I see shit like this, and I wonder how the fuck am I eliminated from this league? People starting, forget a regular redraft league. How the fuck can you use your flex spot in a Thursday night in this league? Oh, my God. I've got AIDS. I'm going to put Hawkins into my flex spot right now. Go ahead, you fucking it's, sicko. It, it's playing, right? Oh, I don't, I don't, I oh, mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's a fucking luck league. We've, said, we've said, Thursday night oh, flex, baby. Let's go.
1: You're shit at this league, too. So probably fuck. factors in
0: Thursday night flex, mother of God. Uh, so yeah, Sean managed to survive his crazy bye week, and now his team's in a position to maybe make a little run. He doesn't have the Web to be picking up players, but he's got a pretty good foundation with Zeke and Cook. So there's that anyway. Right. We also had another trade go down this week in the Guillotine League. I think it's our fourth trade of the year, somehow. Speaking of Sean, Sean traded Tua and the Rams D to Colin for Aaron Rodgers and the San Francisco D. Definitely an odd trade when you see. Rogers being traded for Tua. But what do I know? Care to uh break this one down?
1: Why are people still helping Colin?
0: Why? I don't know. What do you think was Colin's uh, motivation behind this one?
1: Well, he's fucked. That's his motivation.
0: Colin traded Aaron Rodgers and San Francisco D for Tua and the Rams D and then dropped Tua. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man.
1: He's just throwing darts.
0: When the fuck they're calling it, Joe Mixon? Am I missing something here? Look at his fucking team. Oh, my God. That's what I'm saying. Why are people still fucking helping him?
1: Has anybody looked at his team?
0: Oh, my God. His team is insane. He needs to go. He's stashing Christian McCaffrey with DeAndre Swift, Austin Eckler, and Joe Mixon. Christ. Even Mm -hmm. if he gets McCaffrey back, he can't justify starting him. Wow. Colin no, he thinks going. he's going to trade him. Yeah, I mean, he probably will. And the way that
1: it's going, he probably fucking will. Tripping it was a crazy balls.
0: week, though, for sure. Uh, once again, we are wrong in our predictions. I love the people getting salty in the chat. Megan specifically was like, oh, yeah, keep picking my fucking team. and go now." Love seeing <laughs> it. Jesus. <laughs> just a podcast. Just making some content here. That's all.
1: Well, we both picked her once, and we've both been wrong.
0: Yep, that's true. Uh, Any predictions on who gets decapitated this week, friend? I want to say Colin. Okay. Do you actually think he's going to go down or is this wishful thinking?
1: Well, he's got potential to, but I can see him flicking off McCaffrey once he realizes he's in trouble.
0: I'm shocked that he elected to keep McCaffrey. I would have tried to keep that Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs stack intact especially after the bye week. I think McCaffrey is someone that everyone else, I mean, might have stashed him, sure, but with his current injury and IR tag, McCaffrey would be the kind of guy that once a team even got even a little bit of a sweat, they would immediately Mm -hmm. turf to IR. So I guess where I'm going with this is that there would have been other chances to pick up McCaffrey, whereas the second you drop Josh Allen, he's gone, you ain't getting him back until that team goes down. So just my two cents. I think he made a mistake there dropping Allen over McCaffrey, but that's just me.
1: I see. uh, Well, I don't think he had a choice because if he rolled with, if he tried to stash Josh Allen last week, he wouldn't have made it.
0: No, but he was initially stashing Allen and Diggs and McCaffrey. And once the game started rolling out, he panicked a little and dropped Allen to pick up a player. What I'm saying is in that move, he should have dropped McCaffrey. Yes. That's my opinion.
1: He's got three other fucking running backs that he's
0: sitting. Exactly. That's my point. He's got three top 15 running backs here. You know, now he's in a position where if he McCaffrey comes back, he's gonna have to drop one of those guys, or does he continue to hold one of them for keep away? I don't know. Very odd move. Colin's yeah. in a good spot, but he would have been in an even better spot had he just decided to keep Allen over McCaffrey.
1: You know what my opinion is? I don't think Colin knows what he's doing.
0: Well, it doesn't seem to matter because luckily – He's whacking a different mole. Whacking a different mole, yep. I'm actually gonna take, uh, I think going to take – I'm going Bishop to go down this week. Cam's That's where I was going to. Yep. Tough one with Devontae down. Again, Randall. <laughs> Randall Cobb, Thursday night flex. Motherfuck. I'm going to have, look, non-curable AIDS. I mean, <laughs> we're going to we're gonna have to get another host because I've done this, man. Every time I see a Thursday night player in the flex, I just get that much more depressed that I'm out of this league. It seems like the most base. Oh my God. Fuck me. Yep. If you know what, I'm not doing any more analysis on Bishop's team. Bishop's team's going down because he's fucking using his flex on Thursday night. That's it. Jesus. Fuck.
1: Just letting you go. Yep. Yeah.
0: All right. So you predict Bishop to go down or sorry, you predict Colin to go down. I predict yeah. Bishop to go down. Let's move on now to the last segment of the show. The shirt of the week. Shirt of the week. (laughs) We have a unique perspective for the shirt this week. We could not decide on one single player for the shirt of the week. So instead, we decided to pick a team, a manager, if you will, for the shirt of the week. That's right. The shirt of the week for week seven is none other than the entire team Shogun Master a.k.a. Mr. Spencer, but that's right. For the first time ever, we are choosing a manager as a share of mm-hmm. the week. He lost to, let's face it, arguably the worst team in the league, Justin's team, um, in a match he should have never lost again. No tight end, no kicker. Started Johnny, come lately, Joe Blow. Didn't you say last week that Jared Patterson sounded like a racquetball player or a cricket player or something? Something like that, yeah. Turns out he's not a fucking football player because Splint he had squash pushes, at the country club, right? Still rolling Odell. I mean, Christ almighty, man, fucking manager lineup. And look, yep. look at those. Look, okay. Eckler on a buy. Sure. Dalton Schultz on a buy. Sure. Deontay. Yeah. That's three major buys. Dawson Knox is injured, had surgery on his hand. going to miss multiple weeks. You can fucking drop him and pick him up a couple weeks' time from now. You can be ahead of it by a week, sure. But when you got to set a fucking lineup, man, turf that guy to fucking waivers. Then he stashed Marvin Jones, who's not even in his lineup this week. So you're going to stash Marvin fucking Jones on his fucking bye week. And then when it comes to the week after, you're not going to play him? What are you, sick in the fucking head? I don't get that, man. That doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. I don't get it.
1: But yeah, it's not it's even just, just the shard of the week. It's, it's like just his poor, fucking ass, it's just shard jaculated all over his game.
0: Shard jaculated, gross. It's just poor team management, if you ask me. It's just poor team management all around, which is why Spencer Bugden is the well deserved managerial shirt of the week. Way to go, sir. We've had teams like team dinner now in a couple of weeks in a row has had to vacate a roster spot in a matchup. Either, you know, there wasn't a suitable replacement out there or he was getting beaten so bad that it didn't matter if yeah. he picked up a guy, but Spencer was very much in a situation where he could have and should have beaten football team and made no effort to fix his lineup. So Shogun master, your shirt of the week. Oh, all right. That's, uh, that's enough of that recording a day late this week because you had a date last night. Congrats. I hope you got laid out of it at least. No. That's too bad. Just a, just a hangover. Hey,
1: I'm blown away that I made it through this without barfing.
0: Well, I feel the same way after seeing multiple players on Thursday night in flex spots. So I'm, I'm insane. <laughs> you are. Anyway, you have a good week, sir. I will talk to you this time next week. You too. All right, buddy. Cheers. All right, bye. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Fantasy Roundup. Contact us anytime at theweeklyfantasyroundup at gmail.com.